everybody i'm a couple minutes late this morning i was having some technical difficulties with the camera it was just not working on my computer i don't know if you guys ever have that issue but i certainly do so i had to restart it and here we are but i'm so excited to be with y'all this wednesday morning talking about boundaries with our family dun 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 i feel like this is one of the hardest areas for people or one of the hardest groups of people to set boundaries with for people. Sometimes they can be really good about doing it with their friends, even their significant others. Um, lots of struggle with the in-laws typically, but family, man, that's just, you know, the, the term it hits home is so relevant. You know, we all, a mentor of mine used to say, we all shrink a couple of feet every time we come home for Christmas where we kind of revert back to our old ways of feeling and being and it can be a very vulnerable situation, which makes setting boundaries with family members all the more important. And so today I wanted to go into some specific examples of boundaries that people can set with their family members. Again, these are going to be tailored to your needs and what resonates for you. But the boundaries that I'm going to describe today are some that I've commonly heard in client systems and, you know, friendships that I've had and just generally speaking boundaries that I've heard being set in family systems and people not really realizing sometimes that they have permission to set these various boundaries. And so I'm going to go ahead and delve right into it. So the first example I want to talk about is about how family members communicate that they're going to come over and see you. And I talked a little bit about this with in-laws, but I do think it's really important that you have a conversation with your family members about what's okay as far as when they come to see you, how they communicate that with you, how long they stay, if they stay in your home or if they stay outside of the home. Um, and specifically, the one that I tend to hear the most is just wanting clear communication about how they come over. Um, and so asking your family members to saying something like, hey, if you'd like to come spend time with us, you need to let us know at least, you know, a couple of days in advance. Otherwise, we cannot guarantee our availability. Um, and if it's anything like me, like I like to set that boundary too, just because if someone doesn't tell me and they come into town last minute, I may not be able to hang out with them, which to me would actually be really sad. So um, definitely telling family members, hey, if you want to spend time with me, please let me know in advance. Otherwise, I cannot guarantee my availability. The other big thing that I hear in family systems that often needs to be set is if I tell you something in privacy, I need you to keep my secrets between you and I. Now, sometimes in family systems, people, there are different types of triangles or they might tell their significant other or they may just tell like a sibling or something else. But it is so important that things are private and that if you have something you share with somebody that you know that that's not going to go to every other family member. And so setting that boundary is really important and saying things like, hey, I want to be able to talk to you about the hard stuff, and I feel safe doing that with you, but I need to know that if I'm going to be sharing my business with you, that you're not going to go tell 
everybody else in the family system or even sometimes your significant other. And sometimes that, that has to be a dialogue too because some people feel like they have a different type of relationship with their partner. And so they may say things like, hey, if you tell me something, just know that I might share that with my significant other, but nobody else will know about it. And sometimes that feels okay for some people. But if it doesn't, you know, making that clear, making it clear that, hey, I want this to be between you and I, not you and I and insert other family member, right? Because often family members can unintentionally have crosstalk and triangulate and put other people into situations. And so it's important that you set that boundary that things stay between you and that person. The other thing is if you don't want advice from family members, it's also important that you set the boundary saying, hey, I just want you to listen to me. I don't want your advice unless I ask for it. Or even sometimes I like to remind people, especially if I know my own personal mind state that I'm not looking for advice, Sometimes I feel like it's the kind thing to do just because I can default into advice mode as well. Um, It's the kind thing to just say, hey, I want to share something for you. Um, Do you have emotional space for that right now? Because I'm not really wanting advice. I just want you to listen. I just want you to hear me. Um, You know, and even if you don't necessarily agree with how I feel, I just want you to hear me and hear my emotional experience. I don't need you to agree with me. I don't need you to give me advice to fix it. I just want you to hold space. And I I will say most of the time when I do that, it works out great. And that family member or that loved one is just really glad that I said that beforehand and just gave them that gentle reminder. And I will say for my own experience, if someone reminds me too, that is so helpful and I am so much better able to be a space holder and not just like immediately default into advice or something that's not as helpful for them. Um, Other boundaries that are important to set. If a family member wants to connect with you more often, so I've heard family members say things like, oh, they don't call me enough or they don't come to visit enough. Um, It's really important that you guys communicate about this. And maybe it's about setting a boundary, especially if you're a pretty busy person that says, hey, I would love to connect with you more. And we need to set up a time that works for both of us, you know, every week or every month to connect via phone or in person if that's possible. You know, let's put it on our calendars and let's actually create a structure around this that works for both of us. Um, Because sometimes one family member might have more availability than the other. So they'll kind of call and show up and, and be more ready to be available And maybe you're not as available or maybe vice versa. And maybe you're just not understanding how to connect with that person, even though you care deeply about them. You know, sometimes it simply takes a conversation around setting some structure and boundaries to that. Um, Maybe having a time every week that you connect via phone or text. Um, And understanding that sometimes people might be really bad at texting. Like I have some members of my family that are really bad at texting back. And so... Knowing that, we've had conversations about other better ways to communicate. Um, and even for myself, if I struggle to text back within like a recent or a, a decent amount of time, just communicating about how we can connect consistently and maybe setting up like, again, if it's weekly or monthly, a time to connect. Because often people want to connect, but it can be difficult if it's not arranged like around both people's schedule. And I will say another thing to remember that if you are the one who's wanting to connect and reach out to your um, family member more, 
sometimes you may be the person that calls or texts or reaches out more and maybe you guys have to have a conversation around that too um, because you might be better at that than the other person and sometimes that's a I would say that that's a strength that you're the person that is connecting the two of you and to not see that as something that builds resentment over time but if it does again if you're feeling resentment over time because your family member is not reaching back out to you then have a conversation around that. That might be something where you need to have a dialogue or set some boundaries with that family member. Um, The other thing too, if a family member brings up really uncomfortable topics or criticizes you or, or name calls you, it's important you set boundaries around that. Even at family events where you may not be able to always get out of that scenario um, altogether, but you can say things like, you know, I would really appreciate we talk about something different. Otherwise, I'm not going to participate in this conversation. Or sometimes it's even more subtle where you just don't participate in the conversation. But if it continues, then you may have to say something. And sometimes it's important to say something because often that family member will not understand that they're saying something that is like rude or disrespectful or hurtful in some way. Um, and having a conversation like, hey, I really I really, it really hurts me or I don't like it when we talk about this thing. If you, and again, if it gets to a really big boiling point, like if things get really tense and there's a lot of conflict, you know, having, having a default backup plan of like, are there ways that you can leave the room? Can you go for a walk? Can you go sit in your car? Are there ways for you to get safety and self-regulation if your family system isn't always the safest or if a fight erupts or if somebody is really struggling to be emotionally safe? Sometimes, too, if we have not-so-healthy family members, I would um, I would pre-plan when we, we see these members different ways we can create safety Even if that means something like maybe you don't stay in their home with them. Maybe you need to have like, maybe you do need to stay at a hotel, not just, you know, and I know financially this isn't isn't always feasible for people, but if it is, um, maybe that's a good boundary for you. So you can get some downtime. So you have a place to go if things get heated. It just creates some safety and some structure and some freedom. And so thinking about different things like that, like what are the ways that I can create safety? Or even if it's I'm renting my own car so I can like leave when I want to leave and go different places that I want to go, that sort of thing. Sometimes too, it's just, I mean, I think generally speaking with families, if you start to feel anger or resentment towards them for some behavior they're doing or something they are saying or something they are not doing, Most of the time, it just means that we have to have a conversation about it. Now, if you have conversations and they don't respect your boundaries and your boundaries have consequences and they're still not, you know, emotionally safe around that, that might be a time to consider creating some distance. Um, But not, you know, for me, I'm always encouraging people to be as close as possible with safety. Um, I don't love cutoff. Now, I know sometimes cutoff is necessary, and so cutoff is when we, like, completely don't talk to friends or family, you know, at all, like when we completely cut off that relationship. You know, I always try to encourage what's the closest we can be while still having emotional safety and protecting ourselves. Um, But I do realize that sometimes there are very toxic family members that, for whatever reason, are not capable 
of being emotionally safe, of holding space for us, of respecting and honoring our boundaries. And if that's the case over time, um, first of all, I want to say I'm I'm sorry because like that, I know for all of us, we have this idea in our mind that family is supposed to be the ones who are loving and protecting us and holding space for us. And for many of us, not every family member is that way. And that that's hard. I, I think that that is a grieving moment for all of us. Like they're not what they were, what we had hoped and what we had intended family to be. Right. And so I think it's not just as simple as setting boundaries because there is that emotional gravity to it where we have to go through a grieving process of grieving what we had hoped that they would be in our life. Right. And so I would I would give yourself grace in that process as you're setting boundaries and creating safety and trying to connect in ways that you can that are safe while also grieving the parts that they may ne- may never be able to like really connect with you on and they may never be able to be a part of your life in the ways that you were hoping that they would be. Um, you know, I could probably do a total different video about that, so I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole, but I do want to pay it due diligence because I think often people don't think about the ways that when we have to set boundaries with unsafe family members, that also means grief. That also means loss. And so that part is really hard. And that's why sometimes people don't set boundaries with people is because they're not ready to grieve and they're not ready to lose that loved one um, in different ways. And I, I want to give that due credit. All right, y'all. I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. I'd love to hear any feedback or questions that you have around families and boundaries. Um, and just to hear more about any that you've set that have been really helpful for you. Um, or any that you might want to learn more about. So let me know and I will connect with you later. I'll see you tomorrow.